Hey guys, welcome back to Shifting Gears. Uh, this is actually episode one of this new show that we're uh, testing out here. So uh, if Shifting Gears is taken, sorry. sorry. All right. <laughs> First story of the day, guys, we'll get right into it. Uh, Target is investing $100 million into next day delivery service. Uh, they're basically doing this to try to uh, compete with Walmart and Amazon, uh, and in that competition, good luck. Um, you are basically, uh, as big as Target is, you're still a David to their Goliath. Uh, also, I don't really, the numbers back it up, okay? There has been a 150% increase in next day deliveries since they opened up their first sortation center back in 2020. Um, and they still expect to handle like over 50 million next day packages, which is double Jeez. what they did last year. But I just want to go to a Target. Well, they're they're like, upgrading targets. So a lot of targets right now are under construction because they're building out the backs, right? To oh yeah, no, make they say something about that because sortation centers. Basically, yeah, and what part of the problem was is that they were handling so many delivery orders during the pandemic. Is that they had these back rooms where they were you know trying to fulfill all these delivery orders and they just essentially couldn't do it because there were so many orders during the pandemic and stuff. Do you think a pandemic goal is smart to take forward? Not in a pandemic. I mean, there are some things that have sort of changed, like I would say just about forever. I mean, deliveries might be one of them in terms of like, I don't remember grocery deliveries, like really being a thing until. Yeah, but laziness recently. always has been. And now we've got a reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I, I think just, we found the loophole with that one. That's true. I'll, I'll stick with my, um, my, my perusing around Target trips and ending it with Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah. What you got? Well, the Boeing 787 delays are still here. Um, they have been delaying shipments since 2020. And right now they're in the middle of yet another shipment delay. Um, it's Good. been, yeah, this one's been only a month, just over a month, actually, by the time this airs. And that's nothing compared to the last one, which lasted over a year. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, right now they're attributing that to an analysis error concerning the, the pressure bulkhead. Um, so that is a portion of the plane for those of you that don't know. So you know a um, lot about planes, don't you? I don't know a lot about planes, but the it's internet crazy. tells me a lot. So <laughs> what we're seeing here is that, um, you know, the pressure in the cabins is what's really being impacted by this. So, you know, scary. the saying used to be, if it's going, it's Boeing and Sounds like it's going to make your ears pop. Yeah. Well, somebody in the comment section of the article that I found this in said, if it's not going, it's Boeing. Uh, right. Uh, you know, this actually isn't Boeing's first time uh, being in controversy, though. I mean, back in 2018, uh, 2019, uh, these controversies were uh, a lot worse. Uh, so the 737 MAX, as some of you may remember, was a plane that should never exist ever again, probably. Um, it was involved in two separate crashes back in 2018, 2019. Yeah, like over 340 something people killed. And what was it was grounded between March 2019 and then December 2020. So they're still out there, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, sure, not the same plans, I guess. But do I feel any better with this new story of another plane getting delayed and 
sort of getting the vibe that Boeing forgot how to make planes? Well, their problem is not as severe or significant mm-hmm. as it was. You know, at least it hasn't crashed because it hasn't gone anywhere. In the air. Yeah, that's probably, it should probably stay there. You know? And speaking of things that should probably should stay on the ground, uh, taxis. Um, South Korea has a different idea for what taxis should be, though, because they're working on launching a flying taxi service. Uh, as soon as 2025, which seems a little sounds like a bad idea. Generous, um, just a really bad idea. Well, here's here's what's funny about these these things. They're referring to them as <clears throat> electric vertical takeoff and landing vehicles. So it's a small helicopter with with wheels. <laughs> it's like when you're trying to make your essay reach the word count, you know. Mm-hmm. That's basically all it is. Somebody use um, the source for and that this is, one. And this is also a great quote right here. The company hopes that service quality Ooh. and safety will be suitable for public launch in 2025. I wonder what other um, aircraft service they may have consulted to just have hope. Uh, I don't <laughs> So I have Boeing, a question about this. Boeing. How do you control what's in the air, right? When you're in a plane, somebody on the ground yeah. knows. People like on the ground control. know, yes, where you are, like where you started, where you're landing, yeah. and where you are in between those spaces. Mm. On the ground, there are boundaries for how streetways are supposed to be yeah, utilized. Right. So how do you air. fix the stop signs? And what happens if something crashes? Like what... I don't know. See, that was always my thing with flying cars and flying whatever. Is just how do you, how do you legislate that? Like, how know. do you find who's at fault? I don't know. And See, I'm, I'm a big Star Wars nerd. Okay, all right. So, course, shut up. So, <laughs> and so on on course on that's a planet Star Wars. There they have all these flying cars that are basically just going you know at each other all the time. And um, I watched that and I'm like, okay, uh, I, I would say in America that lasts for. Seconds. Road rage, I think, Maybe would be very seconds. deadly by that point. Ooh. That would, would I feel be like there rage? should be some sort of like psychological evaluation rage. before maybe these are people are able to do that. Yeah. Also, how they, yeah, obviously there's a new type of license for that, so I hope that they're building out that program too, right? Well, they may not. Would it be well, a pilot's license? Well, okay, so here's the deal. Actually, they they think that, that industry is going to explode if that happens. Well, they think they're going to start running autonomously, though. Is the thing. So they'll probably start with pilots, which makes me feel 1% better. Um, and then they're going to eventually run off of, look at this, a, a next-gen 5G network. So they're just going to connect to Verizon. I don't know. I like the I, newfound ways to pass people. I feel like there's something really aggressive mm. if you're flying in your car, your, your plane. Mm. Oh, those your personal pretty, aircraft yeah, yeah. goes and then flies over someone. That's I really true. like the option of over, under versus just around the side. A police chase in the sky is like a good plot for a movie already. I'm sure it already yeah. exists. It just sky makes me think pops. of the Jetsons. Yeah, big, big fans of Back to the Future too. I mean, they think there might be as many as 160,000 unpiloted drones by 2050, which seems like 160,000 too many. 2050. Hopefully I'm not old enough that I have to drive myself by, or I'm too old to drive myself mm. by that point. I probably won't be, but I definitely am going to be a lot more afraid of the roads by, yeah. <laughs> by that age. I'm good. I don't want my grandma on one of those. Well, speaking of things that are in the sky versus what should be on the ground, uh, UPS employees are 
in trouble. I don't so know if that worked the way you thought it would. It did not. <laughs> Super didn't. That's all right. But uh, so there's the cocaine being trafficked by two UPS employees and three of their friends. There were a total of five people involved. Yeah. yeah so um, the cocaine totaled out to about 60 kilos, which a kilo is roughly the size of a ferret. So Yeah, we had a whole 60... discussion on this. I didn't know what a kilo was. I thought it was like big. I thought it was like the size of a car. She's like, no, nah, it's, like it's like a ferret. Or a fennec fox, for those of you that like the cuter. Fennec fox. I like alliteration, so I'll go with that. Cool. So that's what really matters here is... 60 fennec foxes. Yeah, worth of cocaine. Um, And I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying that word as many times as I have at this point, but here we are. That's a fact, you know. Um, So the the progression of how this happened is one guy had the, um, obviously, the product. (laughs) Then the employees obviously said, this is what's easiest for me to gain access to. We're going to ship in our own packaging. So I'm sure UPS is getting involved. We may see a lawsuit for my understanding of this. Um, somebody else provided the, pa- the fake labels for the packaging. And then um, the fifth and final friend said, mm. you can store it at my place. So oh, that's generous. It is. That's and nice. so is their consequences so they are all facing life in prison at this point and fines as possible as high as about 10 million dollars so that's wild that's why maybe i'm just ignorant on drug laws but that feels like a lot yeah but i guess because of how it unfolded and the company that was associated the fines are pretty substantial yeah i would say messing with the mail uh it's, it's already a federal probably offense. Probably frowned so. upon, actually, now thinking about it. You know what? That's quite right. <clears throat> That's quite right. We probably don't need none around. No. Mm-mm. No foxes were harmed in the making of this uh, As far episode. as we know. As far as we know. <laughs> it's horrible. That's true. Um, well, uh, unfortunately, there were some animals harmed in uh, Ohio. Uh, with the train derailment. Yeah. Uh, it's been a story that's been going for it. Let's see. What day is today? Oh, it's been a month. It's been exactly a month as of recording. Um, And so this has obviously spurred a lot of uh, attention towards trains that didn't exist until like, you know, early February, even though there are a thousand train derailments a year. Do you know that? Like roughly around that many a year? Why are we not talking about this more often? That's a big number. Well, usually they don't, not all of those uh, result in, you know, Chernobyl. So... If a train falls a little dramatic, over in a, little a dramatic, deserted but, place, know. nobody really cares. That's except for the people whose commodities are on the train. Well, clearly, though, the Federal Railroad Administration is just tired of dealing with train derailments this month. Uh, so they're working on some new safety uh, programs for the railroads. Uh, some of them are focused on inspections that uh, are focused on the routes that carry hazardous or flammable materials. That seems like something that should have already been there. Uh, maybe focus on that stuff a little bit. Uh, hindsight's 2020, I suppose. Uh, but the inspections are going to start East Palestine, Ohio, as they probably should. And then they'll expand, uh, expand nationwide uh, eventually. So they're, you know, starting in the homeland of America and making their way out. Um, a similar testing method that they kind of trotted out last year identified over, and this is going to scare people, uh, 10,000 track safety defects last year. What? Which probably contributes to the 1,000 train derailments. I'm going to make sure that you don't forget that that actually happens. Guys, what are we doing? Uh, not staying on track. 
Obviously. I think before we put cars in the air, we should figure out why trains are flying off the yeah, tracks Yeah, we can't even keep them on the ground. The ground. Like, uh, um, it, you know, and I would imagine that we'll probably expect them to find more than 10000 this year, considering all the extra scrutiny and probably yeah. just the benefit of hindsight, knowing what they're looking for. Um, let's see here. The U.S. Department of Transportation, they're still pursuing several other safety-related actions that have really been in the works for years, like well before the Ohio situation. Uh, one of them would be advancing a rule that requires two-person train crews, which, again, why is that not already a thing? These trains are like miles long and you want to put a person on it? Okay. I don't like how much faith and trust we have in technology to just let these things be going rogue regularly. We, yeah, we're giving too much trust to trains here. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Anything with hazmat, they're going to be obviously targeting that and making oh, yeah. sure that it's reviewed well. Uh, the let's, Oh, yeah. President Biden's uh, bipartisan infrastructure law that was signed you know, roughly half a year ago or so, mm -hmm. or at least really started making its effects roughly half a year ago or so. Uh, and they're going to be basically uh, utilizing that to upgrade and moder uh, modernize rail infrastructure, make safety improvements over the long term, well, stuff like that. Uh, they're basically just crossing all their T's, dotting all their I's, being like, all right, well, obviously people are paying attention to trains now, so we should probably tell them. Well, that if we enough fly off the track control. and you have to evacuate an entire city, I think people's eyes are open to the situation. <clears throat> so I'm glad we're at least addressing mm -hmm. this. You know, mm -hmm. it's unfortunate that the statistics are as high as they are at this point, but. Go trains. Onward and upward. Well, we're ending on a more somber note. Um, AM radios could be more going somber than that. Well, for people like myself that grew up listening to the radio and cassette tapes and um, CDs, yeah, yes, hearing that another form of um, another format actually would be disappearing. So. Part of the problem is electric vehicles circling back around. Some may say it's not a problem and good. AM radio needs to scoot on out of here. But they they create this signal that interferes with the um, with the radio. So it creates like static in the background mm -hmm. and um, sometimes like a humming noise if we'd like to be specific. Yeah. Basically sounds bad. Here. Yeah. Just can't listen to AM radio. Um, only 20%, which actually is larger than I thought it would be, of the U.S. public still listens to AM radio. But a third of those people are 65 or older. And that's lower than I thought it would be. Well, yeah. <laughs> Honestly. People have sentiment and nostalgia. So it's a, we may see AM radios just continue, just disappearing entirely. But some are arguing that AM makes it more difficult for, oh, that's, Yes, sorry. No, no, you Arguing that right. taking right. away um, AM radio would make it more difficult for emergency broadcasts to reach the public. So, I mean, if it's an emergency broadcast, depending on what that thing is, and part of the elderly population, which 65 is not that elderly in my opinion, mm -hmm. um, if that's their primary form of receiving news or updates, especially if they're on the go, then we are eliminating the opportunity for them to know what's going on. And in a state of emergency, I feel like we should be able to keep that open for everybody. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think this is also just a matter of technology uh, just evolving, right? I mean, the radio, AM, FM, it's not like it was 
endangered last night. Like, are you pro AM or not? Okay, well, I, I, I have a, a weird feelings towards it because, you know, growing up, I wanted to be in journalism. I worked for a couple of um, sports radio stations mm-hmm. around here that were on, they were actually on FM, but I think they're, the point still stands. I have a soft spot for it, but I'm not going to like, I haven't listened to the radio in years. It's all like podcasts on my phone or stuff like that. I mean, for people in our generation, that's just sort of what it is now. Um, and so it, I don't know how to feel about it because I just feel like if AM radios are taken away, they'll just figure out another way to contact us. I don't I mean, even people 65 and older, they have phones. Yeah, but like my dad like, doesn't use his phone for that. He uses his phone just to check the weather and to call my mom. Well, that's about it. Well, if it's a weather emergency, you should be fine, then. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, you know, the, the, he you likes know to listen to NASCAR through the, AM radio. The, the, though. Yeah, I'll there say it that. is. No, they'll get the emergency <laughs> broadcast through their antennas and their TVs. So I'm sure that they'll that they'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, and speaking of FM, I mean the the other pro for AM is that it does have a further reach than FM. So it can reach out to um, spaces that FM maybe can't get to, which is probably mm-hmm. also where some of that demographic comes in. Oh, play. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I get it. it. It definitely is better. I just, I feel like they'll, they'll figure it out. I feel like this is, the technology has been leading in this direction for so long that it shouldn't be a surprise for anybody that radios are getting phased out. I bet the uh, flying taxis don't even have radio. I hope it's not. I hope I get to pick the song at least. I hope it's not like an Uber who like just puts on whatever he wants, and it's just awful. Well, I think that's just about all we got to cover today. Um, thank you for switching gears with us. <laughs> Shifting gears. We'll get there. Blair, thanks for stick around as we figure it out. Thanks for watching us shift and change our names. Switch. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye.